Welcome to Helping Challenging Children. This podcast is for adults who want to understand why children behave the way they do and how to support them to increase their ability to self-regulate and to become more independent. My name is Dr. Pat McGuire. I'm a developmental and behavioral pediatrician and I have been working with these children for over 30 years and I can tell you that with the right support, they all do great. So enjoy these podcasts and hopefully you learn a little bit each Greetings, time. this is Dr. Pat McGuire. Today I'm going to be talking to you about trauma-informed schools and how they relate to helping challenging children. The National Education Association defined a trauma-informed school as where the adults in the school community are prepared to recognize and respond to those who have been impacted by traumatic stress. Those adults include administrators, teachers, staff, and parents. In addition, students are provided with clear expectations and communication strategies to guide them through stressful stressful situations. Now, why is it important to consider having trauma-informed schools? Well, in case you didn't know, one child in four entering kindergarten has been exposed to at least one time of trauma of some sort. In this time of the pandemic, the numbers are skyrocketing due to the real fear of infection, hospitalization, and possible death. Children worry about themselves, but more importantly, about the special people in their lives. This constant worry takes away from their ability to pay attention to classroom teaching and self-regulation. Besides the pandemic, children are also worried about the fights that they hear regarding masking, vaccine, and racism, which is also very big right now. Some are experiencing the effects of racism, while others are learning about how to view those of different colors or other differences based on what they hear in the media and from the adults around them. All of this is very confusing and scary for children. There is a sense of instability which leads many children to act out in order to figure out what the real world is, where the boundaries are, and if they can trust the adults around them. Over the last 30 years, I have worked with many children who have been labeled behavioral problems, but in reality, they were struggling with overwhelming fear and anxiety about the world around them. I remember one young man who had a PTSD flashback at school when he heard another student getting into a verbal fight with a teacher. He was certain that the teacher was his abusive father coming to beat him up again. It took a great deal of explaining to the school administration to understand why he acted out and not to punish him. This was before there was much of a concept of trauma-informed schools, about 10 years ago. But they were at a loss of how to respond since they had no plans in place to deal with this type of situation. So what would a trauma-informed school look like today? The trauma-informed school would be able to recognize the signs of distress in a child who has experienced either a single or multiple significant traumas, such as a natural natural disaster, of which we've had multiple this year. 
According to the National Child Traumatic Stress Network, a school would see a child who is jumpy, has intrusive thoughts, such as fear that his parents or siblings are in danger, complains of sleep problems or nightmares, is moody, shows frequent anger, or exhibits social withdrawal. For those children with more chronic issues with stress and trauma, such as those where there is a history of domestic abuse, poverty, or food and home insecurity, the teacher might notice the following. Problems with attention, memory, and cognition. Reduced ability to focus, organize, and process information. Ineffective planning or problem-solving abilities. And overwhelming feelings of anger and frustration. When working with children in schools, interventions are frequently divided into three tiers. According to SAMHSA, the goal of these tiers are best defined by the Colorado Department of Education. They define it as follows. The school-wide implementation of explicit recognition, understanding, and responsiveness to trauma with intentional efforts made in utilizing evidence-based practices to build healthy relationships restore emotional safety, and create positive opportunities where students can practice self-regulation strategies and pro-social skills. The first tier is a school-wide method to help instill safety, connections between staff and students, and, to and techniques and strategies to manage emotions. Many schools have implemented programs looking at social and emotional learning as part of the curriculum to help with that. The second tier works with at-risk students who are showing signs of distress. There are uses of skills development training in a one-to-one -one or small group setting, providing either scheduled or as-needed breaks out of the classroom to handle emotional overwhelm, mentoring to provide another nurturing listening adult to model social and emotional skills, restorative circles, and token systems to encourage the students to work on skills. The third tier is for students who are struggling to develop self-regulation and emotional understanding skills by themselves. They benefit from more adult supervision and support. There is also more in-depth assessment of the behaviors to understand what they are trying to communicate. They may find that the student acts out when he is beginning to experience flashbacks to traumatic treatment is trying to avoid it by getting removed from the classroom. At this stage, there's a greater likelihood that mental health services and social work services are also involved at school and at home. Research is strongly showing that schools and communities need to implement trauma-informed care if they are gonna serve the needs of students and their families. But this is far from universal at this point. Looking at state policies requiring schools to develop trauma-informed services and programs, there are only currently 15 states that require professional development on the topic for their school districts. This doesn't mean that the schools are required to develop services, but at least they're required to provide professional development on the topic to encourage schools to move forward with this focus. 12 states and the Virgin Islands have no mention of even encouraging professional development for their schools regarding trauma-informed care. 
We need all school districts across the country to provide their students with trauma-informed care in order for them to be able to learn academically and socially, emotionally, if they are to grow into adults with positive potential as contributors to their communities and parents to the next generation. Consider looking at what your school district or state is doing on this topic. Find out if they're helping children by supporting children to make sense of their experiences, finding ways to help children manage their emotions and feelings, creating an environment of safety, connection, and compassion, not punishment at all times, building a school or trust network of strong, positive, supportive relationships through training, and ensuring that children maintain the capacity to learn despite difficult events that may occur. On September 15th, I will be adding a new podcast to my membership podcast, Digging Deeper to Help Challenging Children. It will be entitled Building Resilience in Children. I look at two topics per month, frequently going deeper on topics covered in this free podcast. I would love to share with you what I have learned that will likely be new or useful reinforcement to you on topics related to challenging children. To subscribe to this premier podcast, go to my website, www.helpingchallengingchildren.online slash store and click on the product description to order. I look forward to seeing you and talking to you again next week.